One of the greatest presidents of the United States, Theodore Roosevelt, said this once. In a moment of decision, the best thing you can do, well, is the right thing to do, right? The next best thing to do, which I would not recommend this, it's the wrong thing to do. However, the worst thing you can do is nothing. You are planted here. You are placed right where you are, in your neighborhood, in your community, for such a time as this. This is your hour. This is your season. This is your moment, your decision to say, God, I am willing to step into my miracle. I am willing to be the individual that brings the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ to my neighbor, to my friend. I am the one that will pray. I will the one that will encourage someone. I will serve in the church and beyond the four walls of the church to see a church, to see revival occur in my life, in the life of my church, in the life of my city. Oh, that we would have a passion today to do something for Jesus Christ and say, God, stir my heart today as this year begins, no matter what else happens here today, no matter what happens this year, God, stir my heart yes, yes, yes. to do something. Do something in Jesus' name. Turn to your neighbor and say, hey, it's time to do something. Hey, it's time to do something for Jesus, amen. So today, we walk boldly off the cliff to say, God, I'm all in today. I'm trusting in your power. I am trusting where you are guiding me and leading me. And I'm willing to enter the harvest. I'm willing to be the one who is sent by you to proclaim your power and your mercy and your goodness everywhere that I go. You see, every single day is a day filled with possibilities. It's filled with opportunities. Every one of us, we have been given 12 months. We've been given 52 weeks, 365 days, 8,760 hours. The question is, what will we all do with this time? I suppose we could cruise through Facebook. I suppose we could spend our time, you know, Instagramming everything. But God... Let me have a passion for you. Let me have a passion for the things that please you. Let me have a passion to enter into the harvest, enter into the realm of worshiping you with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind. Let me make a commitment that says today, I will trust you with my life. I will trust you with my future. I will trust you in the midst of my present circumstances. And I believe God, you're about to unleash your glory through my life. Oh, that I can stir us as the church today to believe that we are sent today to declare his glory, to declare his faithfulness to a lost and hurting world every single day. I think about the Apostle Paul. And when we think about Paul, he literally turned his world upside down. <laughs> Philippians chapter 2, we, what we find is this wonderful focus passage that I'd like to begin with here today. It was really invoked to inspire the church at Philippi. 
to move beyond the casual relationship that they had with the Lord so that they could press forward and press higher into what God had in store for the church. I believe without a doubt if we are going to be God's people for such a time as this, we've got to be willing to embrace God's very best for us and say, God, I will do what it requires of me to enter into that realm of depth, that realm of spiritual sensitivity. God, grow me, Lord. Do whatever it takes to go to get a hold of my heart because I refuse on my watch to allow anybody not to hear the good news that's been transformative in my life. Let it transform someone else's life. So God, I pray that you allow me to be in position to be aware and receive what God you're calling me to become. Philippians chapter three and verse eight, it reads this way. Yet indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things. Somebody say all things. And count them as rubbish. Another word for garbage, trash, other things, but maybe a British word, I'm not really sure. That I might gain Christ. And be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. Then Paul goes on to say some incredible words. That I may know him. If I could just get to know Jesus, it would change absolutely everything. Because the closer I get to Jesus, all of a sudden, all the things of this life begin to dim. And all of a sudden, everything that Christ has for my life begins to be brightened. If I can just know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on. Someone say it's time to press on. That I may lay hold of that which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I don't count myself to have apprehended either. I don't even really understand what's going on yet. But this one thing, I, I get, there's one thing. Everyone say one thing. Look, there's got to be one thing we get, okay? And this is what Paul was trying to convey to the church and I believe can inspire us today. This one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forward those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. There's something to be said about pressing forward toward the prize, the mark, to have vision, perspective of what God has in store for the church one glorious day. Oh, but let me just continue one more verse, if that's all right. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature. By the way, I'm wanting to speak to some of the folks here today. For your first time here today, fabulous, wonderful. I celebrate God taking you, and God is going to equip you, and God's going to help you take the next step. But can I also share, there's some folks in the room that would consider themselves mature today, that we've got to have this mind, that if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. In other words, what Paul was trying to convey to us today is simply this. 
You are made for more, all right? Turn to someone and say, hey, you're made for more. And today I want to preach about that thought, made for more. Are you ready for the next level? I want to be ready today for what God is trying to grow in me, what God is trying to stir in my heart. God, I realize today, I recognize that I am made for more. Therefore, God, I will place my faith in you. I will place my trust in you. I believe, God, you've got great things in store for the church. Therefore, I will walk where you've called me to walk. I will do what you've called me to do. I will become who you've called me to become so that I might ultimately gain the prize of heaven and spend eternity with you. Therefore, God, reorient my perspective today. Let my eyes be lifted upon high. Let me see the glory, Lord Jesus, of your presence. Transform me, Lord, from the inside out today. I desire to see your glory revealed in me. I want your spirit to saturate Saturate my soul today. Stir me today so that I may become all that you've called me to be in the name of Jesus. We live in the greatest day the world has ever seen. We've moved from the industrial age to the information age and now the digital age. Greater accomplishments recognized achievements. These are the days of instant popcorn and instant mashed potatoes and unfortunately instant gratification. These new challenges really embrace where we are as a society today, but I believe that if we're going to be the people of God in these days, we've got to embrace God's vision and God's passion for our life. You see, humanity desires to do so many things quicker, faster, uh, greater than they've done in the past. And when, when we think about what happened yesteryear, that might have been the norm today, but we are shattering records even today. At any given moment, we have more possibilities that we can ever act upon. Possibilities and our vision, I believe, can be expanded today because today I want to see Jesus. I want to see the glory of Jesus manifest in my life. I want to embrace what Paul was trying to share with us today, that I am made for more. I was created to be here in this generation in 2022 to declare his power and his presence to be a conduit today of all that God has in store for my friends and neighbors today. Let me expand my vision and capture my imagination of the possibilities when I begin to partner with Jesus Christ. Amen? I want to partner with Jesus today. I know God's already done the work. God is doing the work. I just want to go along for the ride today. Amen? I want God's glory to be revealed in me. So today I'm thankful today that there are no limits to the promises of God. There are absolutely no limits when I begin to consider the greatness and the power and the majesty of God Almighty. The same God that spoke the world into the existence today is the same God in this room today and the same God online today. And he can manifest in a supernatural way. All you have to do is begin to cry out and have a little faith. And a little faith is able to move mountains today. Therefore, today I will place my faith and my trust in Jesus Christ knowing without a doubt that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. 
our God. He is the peace speaker today. Our God, he is our problem solver. He is the miracle worker. My God Almighty is the heart mender. The Lord is my provider. The Lord is my shepherd. He is my song and my shield in my time of need. I can go to the Lord and he is my healer in the midst of my distress today. God is holy. He is righteous. He's highly exalted today. He's merciful. He's majestic. Jesus is his his name. There's nothing too hard for Jesus today. Amen. Salvation is found through the Lord today. And my grace is sufficient because of what Christ has done through my life. Thank you, God, for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Because where would I be? Where would I be without the mercies of God? They are new every morning. <laughs> Where would I be without the grace of God manifest in my life daily? Oh, I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once was blind, but now I see. Today I'm grateful for the power and the majesty of God being made real in my life. When I considered Jesus, Herod, old Herod couldn't kill him. Politicians couldn't bribe him. Pharisees couldn't trick him. The cross couldn't keep him, and the grave couldn't hold him. I'm thankful for a resurrected Jesus today. I'm thankful that God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. The moment I don't have an answer, Jesus Christ is the one who will fulfill whatever prayer that I need. When I don't have an answer to a situation and it seems hopeless, I can run to Jesus. And he's faithful. I want you to know today Jesus Christ is faithful. He's faithful to heal you. He's faithful to sustain you. He's faithful to strengthen you. He's faithful to found you and ground you in his word. God is faithful today. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are made for more. In the name of Jesus. In the spring of 1519, Ferdinand Cortez landed upon the shores of Mexico. He took a bold and decisive step in the success of his military adventure. His men, well, they expressed some fear and heard some, hey, we want to return back to homeland. We want to return back to Spain. We want to be spared defeat. This is ridiculous, man. We don't want to do this. Cortez orders all the men off the ships and then to their amazement what is something incredible that you would think man this man has lost his mind he ordered every ship on which they crossed the channel to be torched they all burned in the water Cortez had deliberately cut off any possibility of retreat history records his legendary words burn the ships there's something to be said about having a mindset, as Cortez says, I'm not going back. It's time to burn the ships. You see, the soldiers realize and recognize, hey, we can't go back now. We might as well just go ahead and move forward today, right? There's something to be said in the mind of a child of God today to say, look, yeah, I could go and mess around again back into the world if I could maybe keep those ships handy because if this whole church and God stuff doesn't quite work out, then I'll just go back there. No, there's something to be said about being all in for Jesus Christ and declare, no, 
I am with you, Lord. I am for you, God. Though you slay me, yet will I trust. I'm all in today in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm all in for Jesus today. God, I want you to change my life, change my mind, change my words today. We've got to believe that we are a chosen generation. We've got to believe today that we are a royal priesthood, that we are people of the Most High God, that we are equipped for these days. We are the answer to a hurting world today. Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in me. There's something to be said about allowing the Spirit of God to stir my heart and encourage me. Because when I have a prayer and it's not quite answered in the way that I thought it should have been answered, I trust in Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of my faith. I trust in the power of God because there are some times I just don't have the answer. I don't know how I'm going to get my way out of a situation or a circumstance. Those are the times that I've got to lean on Jesus. I've got to learn to trust in his word, his eternal word, that he is as close as the mention of his name. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, make a way where there seems to be no way. Jesus, I need healing. I need strength. Jesus, I need supernatural direction. Jesus, guide my steps. Jesus, let me do what you've called me to do in these days. Let me encourage someone. You are equipped right now. You've got enough Holy Ghost power inside of you to do amazing things. You can do anything when God is on your side. You can do absolutely, I wish you believed that. You can do absolutely anything when God is on your side. And the one that will receive the glory is Jesus Christ. He is the one who will lift up our heads and say, absolutely, I am learning today to trust in you. Absolutely, Lord, you are the one that will receive the glory through what has just occurred. Let me encourage someone today. Don't be afraid of the critics. Don't be afraid of criticism. The tallest trees are always confronted by the strongest winds. You want to grow deeper in the Lord? Be willing to stand firm on the word of God. Let God be true and everyone else a liar today. When I think about the Apostle Paul, something amazing, supernatural, spectacular happened to him on the road to Damascus. Because it was during that moment in his life that he literally saw Jesus. He literally felt Jesus. He heard Jesus. And it changed his life forever. Who art thou, Lord? I am Jesus, whom you're persecuting. In that moment, he's blinded by this bright light. But he recognized there was something supernatural he recognized who was God in his life. He realized who was the Lord, God Almighty, strong in his life. And it literally turned his world upside down. I don't have to fear anything in this world, but I believe that sometimes we need a healthy fear of the Lord. I don't have to fear what the world throws at me. I don't have to fear what society brings at me. I don't fear the enemy today. I don't feel, feel at, any, at any, way, any moment in my life that I have to cower to, to fear today. But there's something to be said about having a healthy fear of the Lord. 
The Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I want, to, I want some wisdom. Anybody else want wisdom today? Sure, we all do, right? Amen, I want some godly wisdom today. So God, help me have a healthy fear of you today. Right, an awe, a wonder, majesty. This is the same God that spoke the worlds into existence. And this God desires to have relationship with you and with me. He desires to impart his spirit into me so that I can be empowered by his spirit and be a witness everywhere that I go. God, you want to fill me to overflowing today with the power of your spirit? You want the Holy Spirit, the holy presence of God to be in my life? You want me to have a Book of Acts experience today? Praise God. I I want that. I want more of you today. Saturate my heart today. Saturate my soul. Fill me to overflowing with your presence, God. What's different about you and what's different about a different Christian? I don't know what they have, but I can tell you what I have. I've got Jesus living on the inside and he's working on the outside. Oh, what a change in me. When you've got Jesus living on the inside of your life, it changes everything. So if you've never received the baptism of his spirit, a true book of Acts revelation in your life, today is your day. Today is your moment. What have you been waiting for? This is your hour. This is your year. This is your service to receive all that God has for you. You were made for more. Amen. If you believe that, let's give God praise. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus Christ, for us to reach the next level. What we see in Paul's life is simply this. He believed this. He lived this. He loved this. But for Paul, he understood this. He communicated to us. For us to really embrace the next step in our walk with the Lord, we've got to let go of our past. We've got to let it go. Turn to someone and say, hey, it's time to let it go. I know, that's a lot easier to say than do. I get it. I understand. I'm human too, right? Yeah, all those words that that person said to you, it's time to let it go. All those times your parents didn't do what you'd hoped they would do, it's time to let it go. All the times your kids disappointed on, you know, they, they stayed up too late, they ate too much Oreos, whatever, it's time to let it go. A little more serious, all the times people have said things criticized you, you've been misunderstood, you've been misrepresented, it's time to let it go. The apostle Paul understood if I am going to take my next step in Jesus, I've got to be willing to let go of my past. As hard as that might seem at times, as difficult as it is, someone must realize and recognize, look, this guy, if there's anybody that needed to find grace in the eyes of God, it was this fella. Who was this guy? Well, if you don't know, I'll, let me share a little bit about him. He had quite the past. He tortured Christ's followers. He murdered innocent people. It was more, more than likely himself that stood at the stoning of Stephen in the book of Acts. He caused a lot of pain and caused much harm to the church, that fledgling church in the book of Acts. But now he was faced with a choice. Either this individual could focus on his issues, focus on his pain, focus and become a victim. He could allow all of these things to ruin his life, ruin his future, or he could embrace God's grace. 
I want you to embrace God's grace today because God has more for you. My brother, my sister, don't walk out of here recognizing that I'm trying to be upset at you. No, I'm not. I'm just trying to communicate that God loves you and God has a plan for you. God has not forsaken you. God has not forgotten you. God loves you. And the cross of Calvary demonstrates the love that he has for us. In the name of Jesus Christ. When we begin to consider history, there was a gentleman that never allowed failure to be final in his life. He failed in business in 31. His fiance died at 35. He had a nervous breakdown at 36. In 46, he ran for Congress and was defeated. 58, he ran for Senate, was defeated. In 1860, the man who signed his name, Abraham Lincoln, was elected the 16th president of these United States. There's a difference between history's accomplishments and failures. And it's often this thin sliver of a line. And perseverance is the word of the day. It's time to persevere. It's time to press forward. It's time to press on. I don't understand it all. I can't even comprehend it all. I don't really even explain it all, the apostle says. But God has got great things in store for my life if I'm willing to forget the past and place the past at the feet of Jesus, at the cross of Calvary. Say, God, forgive me of my past. Heal me of my pain today. Restore what the enemy has taken from me today. The greatest battle that we will face as Christians is a battle in our mind, right? That's going to be the greatest battle we're going to face. It's all the words that people say about us. It's all the things that kind of trouble us, the things that keep you up at night. That's the greatest battle that we face every single day. You see, the enemy would love nothing more than to cripple our soul, cripple our future today, cause us to implode upon ourselves today. Today, I want you to know that we serve a healer. God is in the healing business. God is in the restoration business. If we will take our pain to Jesus, he will transform it and he will use it for his glory and for his kingdom. He can help us remove the past today. He can help us be healed of our pain today. He's able to help us overcome yesterday's hurts. God called you to be more than just a casual Christian. When I was doing uh, puppet ministry many, many, many years ago. Any Sunday school teachers, folks that involved in ministry, they're probably all working right now. Praise God for all the folks that work in children's ministry. Let's give them praise. Thank you for your service. There was this song I remember that they would sing. Lord, don't let me be just a pew potato. (laughs) A couch potato. Don't let me be a pew potato. (laughs) Casually going from service to service, moment to moment, day by day. But God, let me get in the battlefield. You have equipped me for the mission. You've equipped me to be a light in the darkness. Lord, you are empowering me to be a vessel of honor. You are sending me into the harvest to be an ambassador for you, a missionary for you. Do I need to have a label? No, but I can be a missionary for Jesus in my school. I can be a missionary for Jesus on the workplace. I can be a missionary for Jesus in the grocery store. God, help me be a light in these dark times. Let me be who you've called me to be. 
Paul was circumcised the eighth day following the covenant of Abraham. He was of the stock of Israel, God's chosen people, the tribe of Benjamin, a tribe that was faithful to King David's throne. The first king of Israel was actually from this tribe. This individual was a Hebrew of Hebrews. He had pure bloodlines on both sides of his family. He kept Hebrew culture and language. He was a student of Gamaliel. And yet he says this in Philippians 3 and 8, yet indeed... I also count all things. Somebody say all things. Thank you, Jesus. All things lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I've suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. Paul was willing to lay aside accomplishments. He was willing to lay aside successes because something about him says, I want to forget about my successes in the Lord because, God, you've got something deeper, something better, something more. You've got more for me, amen, because I know without a doubt I have been created for more. Turn to your neighbor and say, you've been created for more. Let's give God praise together one more time. I believe that with all of my heart. We have been created for more. Not only must we forget about the past today, but we must also reach for the things that are before us. A vision, a perspective, an awareness that there is something more. What you've been longing for, it's found in Jesus. What you've been wondering about, it's found in the Lord. You wonder, is all life about just going through the motions day by day, moment by moment, get up, go to work, go back to sleep, eat some dinner, go to Taco Bell? I don't know. Is that all that life's all about? You're made for more. God's got more for you. God's got a plan for your life. God's got a purpose for your life. God requires something more from us. In order for us to understand Paul, we've got to know that he was passionate about Jesus Christ. It was not a passive thing. He was passionate about the Lord. It was something alive. It was active in his life. In order to grow in our walk with the Lord, we've got to live in the same manner. The apostle was looking for something more. He was looking for something in the future. It was his motivation. It was the thing that propelled him. He never allowed things to distract him for his mission. He courageously determined that no obstacle would halt his pursuit of the Lord. He refused to allow the pain of yesteryear to be the thing that halted his future in Jesus. Christians who move the world are those who refuse to allow the world to move them. Don't allow the world to move you in the wrong direction today, but take a stand for Jesus Christ. Stand for the power of God. Stand for the authority of God's word. Stand and say, God, I will allow your will to become my will. I will allow your plans to become my plans today. Satan would love to use our fears against us. Bring about all those things we didn't quite do. Shoulda, woulda, coulda, right? You see, our enemy desires to rob us of our eternal ward today. But 2 Timothy 1 and 7 states, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power. Somebody say power. power. And of love. Somebody say love. 
and of a sound mind. I'm in my right mind when I've chosen to follow Jesus. I'm not crazy. I'm not some sort of a weirdo. I mean, I just have fallen in love with the Lord. I've fallen in love with what Jesus has in store for my life. I will give my life to this cause and allow him to be the one to guide me and direct me and lead me everywhere that I go. Chesterton said this once, courage is almost a contradiction in terms. It means a strong desire to live taking the form of readiness to die. What is courage? Well, courage is grace under pressure. It's doing what you're afraid to do. Karl Barth would share that courage is fear. That is literally said, it's prayers. Today, I refuse to cower to fear, but I embrace faith today. My faith is in Jesus Christ. My faith in what God is trying to do in my life. I want to be mobilized for mission today. Mobilize God me in my heart, in my mind today. Let me recognize and realize that you're coming soon. Therefore, I must live a life that's pleasing to you and take as many people with me to heaven in the process. Transform my life. Transform my perspective. Where you lead me, God, I will follow you. Through the mountains, through the valleys, through the challenges of this life, God, I will embrace your call in me today. In order for me to reach the next level, finally, I've got to press toward the prize of God's call. What is the prize, heaven? What is the prize? when I get to see Jesus face to face. We talked about an individual that has gone on now. A gentleman that would, he loved to greet people in Jesus' name, welcoming them into this place of worship. There's something to be said about keeping our eye on the prize today, keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus Christ, who is the author, the beginner, and the finisher of my faith. What dream has God given to you? Don't let go of that dream. God's about to do the supernatural in your life. God's about to reveal something amazing if you will simply say, God, here I am, send me. Here I am, Lord, transform me. Here I am, Lord. Heal me today. It's time to press toward the prize. What dreams has God placed in your heart? So long ago, Moses was given a dream of the promised land. David was given a dream of becoming king one day. Paul had a dream of reaching Gentiles with the gospel of Jesus Christ. What dreams has God planted in your hearts? Don't let go of the dream. Embrace God's dream for your life. Embrace God's vision for your life. Embrace God's passion for your life. You are created for more in the name of Jesus. And let me encourage someone today. Has the night been long? Has the journey been hard? Has it been a challenging road these past few years? Absolutely. For some of us, it's been substantial. But can I tell someone today, God is still with you. God is still for you. And God's got a plan for your life. Amen. God is with you. God is for you. And God's got a plan for your life. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. It 
recognizes where we are today, perhaps, as Christ followers, and it embraces the challenges of the moment. It says, let us not grow weary in while doing good and well-doing. For in due season, we shall reap if we don't lose heart. Don't lose heart today. Don't be sad. Don't be discouraged so much so that you've put away the sword today. Don't be so challenged and so distraught that you thought the dream has gone towards some other person. It's passed you by. Jesus loves you. Jesus has a plan for your life. He's not forgotten you. In fact, the Bible says he is as close as the mention of his name. If you need Jesus, he's in the building today. If you need healing, he's in the building today. Don't be distracted by the enemy. Don't be distracted by society today. Don't grow weary in the battle. Keep on doing what God has called you to do. Keep on being who God has called you to become. Go ahead Head and reach that neighbor, that coworker for Jesus today. The prize will be worth it. The prize will be worth it when we spend eternity with Jesus Christ. When I begin to look into the eyes of the Lord on that glorious day and I cast my crowns at his feet and say, I am not worthy, but you are. You alone are worthy. It's in that moment I recognize and realize that the pains of today and the pains of this life were nothing compared to the glory that I will have received on the other side with the Lord today. So today I keep my eye on the prize. Today I keep my eyes fixed on Jesus Christ. God has a plan. Let's all stand. Someone today needs healing. Someone needs deliverance. Someone needs the Holy Spirit. Someone needs to be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of your sins for the very first time. Someone needs to be renewed in the Spirit today. I don't know where you are in your life. I don't know where you are. I'm a guest just like some of you in this room today. But can I tell you this? You were made for more. If there's not one other thing that you take out of this sermon, it's just this one thing. You were made for more. God's got more for you. He's got a next step for you. He's got a next level for you. All you have to do is to embrace the call, embrace the passion, embrace the direction that he has for your life. I believe without a doubt today can be your day to claim the promises of the Lord. Today can be the day that you receive the healing that you need. Today is a day spiritual healing, physical healing, emotional healing. Today is your moment to receive all that God has for you. Don't allow the lies of the enemy to trick you, to deceive you, to halt you in your forward movement with God. No, why don't we embrace in this year, embrace on this Sunday, the the declaration of scripture that we were made for more. God, you've got more for us today. We've got more cities to reach. We've got more people to reach. Lord, there are people in our lives that we need to reach for you. God, stir our hearts today. Do what only you can do. Because you, Lord, have something amazing for us. As we close, we've got to understand this. That there will never be a victory without a fight. We talk about battles, we talk about challenges. It's never going to be easy. 
there will be a fight. The enemy refuses to give up territory. But we as God's people, we declare God's power and God's grace and God's love every time that we begin to lift our hands and say, God, I love you and I know you've got more for me. Lord, I surrender to you because I know you've got more for me. Lord, I know that my past is haunting me at times, but God, I know that you have more for me. Therefore, forgive me, Lord, of my past. Forgive me, God, of anything that is not like you. Remove the barriers on my faith today. Remove the shackles that have limited my life in you today. Remove it today because today I surrender to you. Today I give you my life. I press towards the mark for the prize of the upward call of God, of Christ Jesus working in me today. I understand it might be a battle at times, but though, Lord Jesus, I face every obstacle, every enemy, I know that you will be with me and you will sustain me and strengthen me. Today is your day. I'd like to open these altars up. Maybe you need something from Jesus today. Some have already made their way. You need something from the Lord. This is your day. This is your hour. This is your moment. Do you need something from Jesus? would you just begin to cry out to the Lord? God, I need you. Lord, I need healing. Lord, I need more of your power. Lord, I need more of your presence. Lord, I need a better future that can only be found in you. I, Lord Jesus, need you to forgive me, Lord. Restore me, Lord. Transform my life. Transform my direction today. Lord, I refuse to allow anything to halt my faith in you, to halt my movement towards you. Do it all 